0: Million tears and drink as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go come
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. This is uh, Danny Rocket, and um, I have with me today uh, Stuart McVicker, who is the president and guru, and the head honcho, and the 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 BMOC of Club Four Hundred, um, where I just attended uh, an event with uh, Mister Tom Ricketts the other night and had a blast. What a great event, Stuart! Thanks for coming on the Sun Ranto Show and talking about uh, Club Four Hundred.
2: Well thanks for having me on, man. I I I do listen to your show. I sit on my desk and I uh every new episode I uh, run it through and uh, I always enjoy it. You're a really talented guy and you're an awesome Cub fan and I I, lo- I love your story. Yeah, and you you yourself and how you become doing your podcast. That's great.
1: Thanks, Stuart. Um, well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I just wanted everybody to to kind of get to know you. A little bit better because, um, I mean, a lot of people already do know you, obviously, from the the 150, 300 people, whatever you had in your backyard the other night. But I I wanted you to come on uh, because I really think what you're doing is really freaking awesome and uh, that everybody should pretty much know how incredible you are. (laughs) Because I'll
2: tell you what, I I can't do with all the people that come out to the events, you know? Um,
1: Of course. So uh, tell me, what, what is Club 400?
2: Well, Club 400 was basically a lifelong dream of mine. Uh, You know, I became a Cubs fan and, like, uh, listening to Harry Carey on TV, He just uh, his enthusiasm uh, and love of the game radiated right through the TV and, I like to say, right into my soul. And uh, You know, Harry sucked me into the game, and I've been a Cubs fan ever since I was eight years old. And as I got older, you know, uh, from that point on, my mom would take us on road trips and we'd see the Cubs play in different cities and, collect memorabilia along the way and and then i kind of got a little bit older and i started getting into the idea of oh man i love man caves you know so i i would say at the age of 14 or 15 i said you know what one of of these days when i get older and i get my house i'm gonna build the ultimate place to watch cubs baseball games and you did (laughs) you certainly did <laughs> and you know I told all my friends this even even when I was in college, you know, when I was 21, 22, I was like I'm going to build the best place ever to watch Cubs games. You wait and see, guys. So, I was a late bloomer. I didn't get married till I was uh 30, uh, 6 years old. I met my wife at a Cubs game. I proposed to her at a Cubs game. We had a Cubs theme wedding and uh we went house shopping after that, obviously, and uh after I proposed to her and when when we went looked into the house I went straight to the basement, which was unfinished. And, and I, wouldn't even, I didn't care what this first floor or second floor looked like. I just cared what the basement <laughs> looked like. And because uh, I wanted to see if it was a place where I could build the ultimate Cubs Man case. So my wife would really get mad at me about that because she, I didn't care about the, the, main, the main part of the house. But uh, <laughs> You're like, so, like she
1: was like, what do you think of the tile, Stuart? You're like, I don't care. Where's the basement? Show me the basement. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> So uh, we bought the house. I said, this basement's going to work for me. And we started the project, I believe, in 2009. It was a four-year-long project. I put my heart and soul into it, every little corner I paid attention to. And uh, I-, I wanted to do something, all Cubs. You know, the first thing I did down here was the, was the main wall, the feature wall. And it's real brick used at Wrigley Field. You know, it came from a lot um, that they were using to do some of the um, rehab work at Wrigley. So that was the first thing I did. And then I kind of built around there. And uh, the easiest part of the basement was decorating it because I had collected stuff, you know, throughout the years I've been a Cubs fan. So that was the easiest part, you know. But uh, I had a lot of help along the way. Uh, I only would hire Cub fan contractors. If you're a Sox fan, I don't care how good you are. I wouldn't allow you to work down here.
1: So that's not that's not discriminatory. Like you you could you couldn't get sued for that,
2: could you? Well, I, you know, I interviewed various contractors, and I was like, "Are you a Cubs fan or Sox fan?" And as you know, Danny, uh, most people are Cubs fans, so I didn't run into a lot of Sox Sox fan contractors. So that was a good thing, you know.
1: Yeah, can you imagine you get sued for unfair employment practices? <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So well, uh, it's no, really... it's,
2: it was awesome. I mean, I, when I fit, I wouldn't let anybody see it, no, no friends or family or anything. And then uh, I wanted to have it done while, uh, you know, I wanted to get it done by my 40th birthday, actually. So, cause I was like, man, I don't want to finish this thing when I'm 50 or 55. I want to, you know, finish it when I can still, you know, party a little bit, you know? So we finished it uh, when I was 40. I opened it up uh, for my friends and family on my birthday on my 40th birthday. And the reaction I got was through the roof, you know, I was like, you know, because I think it was because I, because it was a four year long project and I saw it every single day, I kind of lost how special it was, but then when I kind of opened it up to people to see, they reminded me at home, you know, like I can't, we can't believe this, you know, and there's a few people that came up to me that said, you know what, you need to do something with this place. This place is really something special. And I took notice of that and it was cause it was more than one person, you know? And, um, that stuck with me. And then there was a, a point in time where uh, probably about less than a year later, actually, well, I was at the Cubs convention. I took about 20 pictures of the basement. I put it on, uh, you know, the Ricketts family forum. I put the pictures on the, uh, where, where he would, where Tom would be sitting. And I, I put them out there. It's kind of like bait, you know? So he came up to the stage and I remember he looked at him and then he did his session. Then he picked them up and he like put them in his pocket. and I'm like, bam, I got him. You know, he's going to see this, you know? so um what happened was then was he, he ended up seeing me on sunday morning at the convention and he uh, waved me over and he said "Stu, i i knew you did a basement because i saw a picture too but i didn't know the, the extravagant lengths you went to it so um he's like i'd like to come out there and see it i'm like holy cow i was really surprised that he said <laughs> that you know and i'm like really and he's like yeah i want to come out there he's like here's my email address you, you know hit me up and we'll make we'll make it happen Mind you, this was in 2013 when the Cubs were in dead last place and they were in the beginning of the rebuild, you know. And uh, so my buddy came over, and uh, so the Cubs convention is obviously in January. My buddy came over in May, and he suffered from bacterial meningitis and lost some of his limbs, both legs and an arm, and very he, a lot. Of, he went through hell basically. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's horrible. So was, yeah, it was terrible. So I was talking to him, and he was telling me how bad his prosthetics were, and we started. And then how he basically drove like those mini sprint cars uh, and his arm fell off during a race, which caused him to crash into his car, co- uh, crash his car into a wall. And uh, so he ruined his car and he couldn't race his car anymore that summer. So I was like thinking, well, maybe we'll get you a new wing, you know, or something like that. Maybe I'll sponsor you, you know. But then the, the next morning after a long night of drinking, the light went off. I'm like, man, I got time is coming out here. My buddy needs new prosthetics. Let's put this together here. Wait, and, um, that, so those, are, thought- th- those are two
1: totally random thoughts to put together, too. I might add. I mean, <laughs> I, you had to take some creativity. You're like, my friend's prosthetic fell off while he was driving, and he crashed. And Tom Ricketts is coming over. I'm like, and you're like, let's let's make something happen here. <laughs> That's.
2: That's, it was uh, it was after a long night of Jagermeister and Bud Light, you know. <laughs> it just
1: it just goes to show you that that really you should everybody should drink more, as as exactly. much as you can possibly handle.
2: That's when you get. That's when the creative uh, ideas start flowing. You know that, Danny, With all the stuff that you do, you know. I mean, I am aw- sure Some of your best ideas have come uh, under the influence. You know? I
1: I am aware of the magic of intoxicants. <laughs> Exactly so
2: and to me, like the, what you
1: have built is I mean you when you think of a man cave, you just think of like you know somebody's got you know some pennants hanging up and some random memorabilia. What you have is more of a man cave museum, you know I mean it's it really is a Cubs museum. you have uh, uh, items from uh, so many different players, uh different eras. you have a Wrigley field organ. That was yeah, played there. I,
2: I, I just got that uh, not long ago, and it was because of Club Four hundred I got that someone reached out to me and said, "Hey, this is sitting in our warehouse. it's time you know, uh, Gary Pressy's organ uh, we want you to have it for your basement we can't give it to you, but we're gonna give you an outstanding deal on it, so yeah, I got it here, and we had Gary come out. he authenticated for me, and not only that did he do that, but he played it and it was like it was unbelievable having the sounds of Wrigley Field in my home. it was just uh I mean, it sounded – I mean, it's just the organ. He told me this organ that I have in my basement is better than the one he has up in his booth right now just because, as you know, most older things are built better. You oh, know? yeah. The electronics
1: yeah. are even uh, – I don't know. It's more quality material. I would yeah. love – I'd love to jam on that thing sometime.
2: Oh, you'd be more than welcome to. Like, that's the, that's the thing. I got this organ sitting here, but no one knows how to play it, you know?
1: <laughs> well, I know how to play piano, I mean, but but the organ is fun. My mother plays the organ, so but it's fun. You you can make chords with the pedals. It makes that much bigger sound. But, I mean, you have a Wrigley Field organ. You've got seats from Wrigley Field. Um, you've got uh, autographs from, I mean, Dawson, Maddox, Sandberg, Banks, Wood. You've got a life-sized... Um, Anthony Rizzo bobblehead. You know, you've you've got a mini, but quite large still. Uh, Chris Bryant bobblehead. You've got baseballs all over the place. I mean, it's the work and care that you took to, uh, you know, put the place together is super impressive, and uh, and I I think you know Corey Finneran said this, and I I agree with him. One of the most the kind of, uh, I guess chill inducing things that you have is Pat Hughes wrote his world series win call on the, the wall and signed the wall. It's just like, it's just, it's such a beautiful place. And then you do such beautiful things with it. So then, so you throw this benefit for your friend who had meningitis and needed new prosthetics. Um, so Ricketts, he was into this idea and he came by and what happened?
2: Oh yeah. He, he, he I don't think he really knew what he was getting get himself into. And, uh, until he got here and, um, like he said the other night, he's just planning on coming here for a few hours and then he ended up staying at like 2 in the morning, you know. And that's true. He really did stay that late. He was one of the last guys to leave, you know. <laughs> hey, you're
1: like, Tom, uh, we're really getting a little tired here. Um, he's he's just like, let's play one more game of darts, guys. <laughs> let's play <laughs> yeah, some no, hockey. He's
2: just, you know, I think about 10 o'clock, he's like, um, I offered a beer and he turned it down. And then I, I said, well, you know what? I, we really have to do a shot down here. You know what I mean? I can't let you go without doing a shot. So then the shots started flying and I, I think we ch- we changed his ball game. But the funny thing is, 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 uh, he didn't make it to work next the next day. So I thought that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, did you try to raise money at, at when he came over that time or was- yeah, was- no,
2: well, with Nick, with, with Nick for my buddy with bacterial meningitis, uh, we raised uh, over $30,000, and we did get him brand-new prosthetics, and uh, and we set him up with doctors. We actually set him up with Ron Santos, a prosthetician. Uh, so we did some research, and, uh, yeah, so now he's got two top-of-the-line legs, and the cool thing was is he used to play baseball, and he lost his arm too, but we, we were able to get him an attachment for his uh, prosthetic arm. So when Kerry would come out, uh, it was the first time he ever threw a baseball in like 15, 16 years. And it was, it was kind of funny cause Kerry Wood didn't know what he was getting into when he came out here either. Cause it's always a weird thing. Like, Hey, you want to come to my house? You want to hang out in my basement? I mean, it's kind of a <laughs> creepy thing for, you know, these athletes, but no, I mean, when we were getting started, but now I know most of them know about this place just through the media. And, uh, you know, we built, uh, we've had about 10, 11, 12 players out here. And, uh, you know, so we we kind of develop a network, and uh, you know, I'm working on getting Billy Williams out here, and I was like, Billy, you know, just ask Fergie, or just ask Ryan about this place, you know. Yeah, so you, you guys, get a, if you need a reference, you know, you
1: got guys to vouch for you. Now you've had, uh, tell me if if this list is correct. You've had Chris Bryan out.
2: Oh uh, no, Chris Bryan. No,
1: he's he's. I saw your list, and I didn't know <laughs> if that was guys that had been.
2: Oh, that's the most wanted list.
1: Oh, that's guys you want to come.
2: Yeah, and we're working on getting Chris Bryan out here. You know, um, he's exclusively signed with uh, Fanatics. So was Anthony Rizzo, but th- that's why we, there's loopholes around that kind of stuff. Now, all the, now, now Nowadays, all these players have these uh, separate you know agreements with sure. companies and stuff like that, which makes everything a little bit more difficult, you know, especially if you're trying to raise money for charity. So my goal really is to start getting these players – you know to come out here for free because uh, you know not most of these players are charging us you know fees and some of them sure. are discounting their fees but my goal would be really to get these guys to come out here uh, for free and, and even if I mean, we're not helping their charity help a cub fan in need because at, at the end of the day you know we're about cubs fans helping cub fans that's that's what i want to do i want to focus on the the fan that maybe that can't get help you know
1: and that and that's your motto, too. That That's your kind of slogan. Cubs fans helping Cub fans. I love it.
2: Well, yes. And I, th- I think, you know, you know Wes Jamison sure. uh, from Cubs fans from Oklahoma. And I believe that he came up with that because we were talking on the phone. He said, that's so cool what you do, man. Cub fans helping Cub fans. I'm like, Cub there fans is. helping Cub fans. It's so simple. But, you know what? That's exactly what we do. So, yeah. I kind of hung on to that. And then we started, you know, doing some T-shirts. By the way, I want to. I want to donate like uh 10 t-shirts i don't know you could figure out how to give them away danny uh on your show um however you want to do it but we'll give 10 of your listeners uh club 400 cub fans helping cub fans t-shirts so however right. you want to do it on your end uh but we'll you know and you can even, i can even mail them out for you to make it easy if you get the names and addresses and the sizes and i'd love to do that for your listeners man because i really do think uh your podcast is one of the best out there, and you thoroughly entertain me uh, with every episode.
1: Yeah, it, ex, except for the the one I did by myself. That one was horrible. <laughs> I, need, I need somebody, that, and at least like you're here to make this interesting, because otherwise I'd have nothing to say. I did not, just...
2: to, get, not to get off topic, but I, I not too long ago. I would say it was about a month ago or two months ago. I went back on your website and I listened to the podcast. Uh, your podcast after they won the World Series that was that was that was awesome. Just to hear you guys, uh, just to hear your story about how you got in the World Series Game Seven and uh, all talk- the stuff that you know, that, how your night was that night. You know, so talk about
1: pretty- Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. I don't get into that World Series without I, I had no money <laughs> and people donated me the money to get a ticket, and I couldn't believe it. So. I, and, and, and now I feel like a jerk because you're actually giving money to people who need it. And I'm like, Hey guys, I want to go to the world series. Would everybody else pay for it? Please. <laughs> you know? well,
2: I mean, I think, I mean, I think you're a part of the Cubs community and you know, you really are. And, and you know, you, you're, you're, you're out there just like you're, you're part of the, day of the Cubs convention. You're money to Cubs care. You're donating money to better women. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're part of like Cub fans, man. And like, and that's why like, I reached out to you because, you know, let's all work together. Let's all, because if we all combine together, we can get just bigger and better, you know?
1: Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm so impressed by the event you threw uh you had Ryan Sandberg out to the house recently and that was an excellent event uh Ryan Sandberg gave autographs to everybody uh, how and what was that uh benefit for who was that uh, sorry who Oh was you that know what that for? was
2: an interesting one because uh I had talked to Ryan Sandberg the year before and he, he was definitely he definitely wanted to come out here cuz he heard about us and so when I approached him this year I gave him a couple of options uh ideas you could say of who we could help and then but the like the fourth one was you pick you know so he picked uh, a gentleman who I had no clue who he was, but his name was David Adams. And David, um, during the uh, World Series uh, last year, the game they won to go to the World Series at Wrigley, he was involved into a, in a pool accident, you know, and uh, he, unfortunately he ended up paralyzed from the neck down. And uh, it happened when he was on vacation in Boston, um, which was a vacation he had planned many months before. But he's a diehard Cub fan. And uh, when he got home, when, when it, he was in the hospital for like th- three months. They finally airlifted him back to Chicago. Well, Rhino went and visited him um, during the Cubs convention in January. And him and his wife, Margaret, went and visited him in the hospital for about an hour. And he must have really touched Rhino on that visit because, you know, as soon as I said, who are we going to help? He wanted to help Dave Adams. And I had no clue who David Adams was. I took him to a Cubs game. Uh, well, I was going to take him to the Cubs game and it got rained out, but we left yeah. for lunch and I got to meet his family and they're great people. And when I got to meet his family and see how great they were, it just kind of re- rejuvenized me for the event. And, uh, it was an unfortunate accident because Holly's uh wife, I mean, Dave's wife, Holly said, you know, the worst, the best night of his entire life turned into the worst night of his entire life. Oh, and being that his idol, Ryan Sandberg, not only came and visit him at the hospital, but was willing to come out for an event for him meant the world to him. So it was it was a special event. He had like I want to say thirty. Well, he had like 20 friends and family come come down with him. But there was a bus, about 50 people on a bus that came down from Wisconsin. The only problem with that is is we had like about 50 Packer fans, too many in my house, you know. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, and and I played that event. I played music at the event, and it was it was just really magical. And like you know, it was a kind of emotional I felt because you know David was there, and um you know yeah obviously he's uh in the wheelchair right now, but his wife spoke, and it was very tearful. And you know, and then Samberg came up and spoke, and it just you know, and the community of people that you've put together, and who buy tickets to come to these events. Uh, I mean, it's just a beautiful and and really fun party, I might add. Uh with great food and uh really wonderful uh I Dorothy comes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dorothy comes, she's the greatest. You know Jägermeister Dorothy. Yeah, you I think get... she had too much Jaegermeister at my last party, but
0: she's Yeah but... Always
2: great, she's always a great time, Dorothy. She, she, I mean she, she that's why I said Dorothy, you have to come to my parties. You're like the you know, biggest celebrity there Some people are more excited to see Dorothy Than they are to see the ball players.
1: I, you know? I certainly am And uh, she offered to stick her tongue in my ear When we took a picture I, I believe that Yeah, she she was like Can I stick my tongue in your ear? I'm like, ah And I didn't say anything But the, the look of uh, My girlfriend was snapping pictures at that moment And and the look of fear on my face is legitimate So yeah, um, That's
2: Dorothy uh, Next time you ever see her Ask her to see her mouse And I'll just leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know if I want to, but but sure, I'll do it for you. (laughs) So I would love uh, everybody to, uh, you know, next time there's a Club 400 event, which uh, do you have anything planned coming up?
2: You know what? I just did the two events, and for right now, I was just going to try to, because I run my own business, and, you know, I kind of get back on that that, that tip there because it takes, you know, doing these events is a lot of work, and, and I do have a few people that help me out, but we're pretty small for so the events that we throw like a wedding type party. There's not too many people behind it. So, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I was going to enjoy the rest of summer. I might have like, I do, these, I do many events every once in a while, mm-hmm. which are smaller events. And those are really enjoyable for me. Cause they're a lot less work. Sure. But like I said, but you know, I am all about, uh, you know, combining forces with you guys and whoever else, and to, to do a combo event, even if it's not here at club 400, maybe, You know, I do have some access to players that we could maybe come come out to the Gingerman Tap or, but you know what, it would be cool for everybody to come out here and we'll do a barbecue and. have you play and have a good party, man, for all the Cub fans.
1: Yeah, well, it it certainly is a good time. And and, and, and the next time that you are throwing an event that you want to invite people to and maybe try to raise some money, I'd be happy to help uh, you promote it and to uh, the people that listen to this podcast and out on Bleed Cubby Blue, where I write. And, uh, I mean, I just think more and more people should know about what you're doing because uh, it's inspiring. And to me, it's like – You know, if the reason inspiring people is so important is because you inspire me to keep doing my work and uh, like raising money for Cubs Charities and for Joe Madden's Hazleton integration project, which we're doing with John Baker Day coming up. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a lot of work and it's kind of thankless. You got people yelling about the bobblehead arm breaking and shit like that. And then it's, it's, but when, uh, you know, you really come down to it. So many charities do such great work and there are so many people in need. And I don't know, it's just a beautiful thing. You inspire me and I appreciate that. And I hope, and I know that you'll inspire other people who know, who find out what you're doing, you know, so it's, oh, it's really, I appreciate
2: cool. that. You, you, you said something to me, uh, I think at the Sandberg event, you know, how you know, I'm not I'm not a guy. You know, I believe in God and all that stuff. But I don't go to church, and you know, it's like. But I, you know, I believe like the Cub fan community of fans. You know, we sh- we we need to need to stick together. I like, I think Cub fans are the best fans of any sport, and I think that because I've been on so many road trips, I've been to over 30 stadiums, and I've met Cub fans along the way, on every single one of them, and my, I was always impressed with these fans following this team that lose year after year after year after year. And seeing how many fans traveled on the road, and it's just like, you know, they made me, you know, believe, you know, and it's, and it's just something, it's something that I could do to give back to the fans, you know, and it's like we, we're all, we all love the same thing, and that's our, our Cubs, you know, and it's kind of like that diversion away from life, whether it's go, whatever is going on in your life, when that ball game comes on for three hours, you tend to forget all your life's troubles and problems and you enjoy three hours of baseball and hopefully it's a good game but I think it's just about community and, and being a part believing in something you know we all believed in that the Cubs are going to win someday and they finally did and uh, I just think that's, that's all about that it's all about community man and Cub fans are the best and I just want to give back do my part and you know and have a good time while doing it you know that's the most important thing let's have a good time and raise money for good causes and help out cub fans in need
1: well that's exactly what you do and you do an amazing job of it um i mean a really amazing job could you tell me how much money you've raised overall for for cub in cubs fans helping cubs yeah fans? we're
2: right around i haven't done the total tally from the other event but i safely say we have raised over two hundred and ten thousand dollars. wow in a short amount of time since 2014 and i find that myself pretty incredible because it's a lot of money in a short amount of time you know
1: it really and, is
2: and it's just all out of my basement. So I don't know if you know this, but my goal is $1 million out of this place. And, uh, I think I could do it. It might take about 10 years, but, and, um, you know, like this year, I went in this year, not knowing who I was going to help, you know? And then I I just kind of figured that, you know, it would come to me sooner or later. And the two people that we helped out this year were very deserving. I think one of these years I want to help out, help out like three or four Cub fans and, do like ten thousand dollars a piece or something like that so i just kind of come up with new ideas as we go and try to bring new players you know i think Ben Zobis would be a great guy to come over here because i know he's a very uh charitable guy but i got some ideas going for next year we were going to have kyle schwarber come here this year in september uh i got a good relationship with his agent uh looks like we'll get we're going to get him out at some point so we got some things brewing you know
1: well i look I look forward to the next event and uh any help you'd ever need from me uh i'm I'm there for you because i th- just think what you do is awesome um I do have one final question though um do you have any retirement savings at all because it seems like you spend it all on cubs <laughs> memorabilia
2: you know what i uh, i got i do have a 401 k um, that's good but, i'm know, worried yeah i know exactly no you you know that's the thing though the stuff that i I do have is uh twenty years in the making so that's what i said earlier the cool thing is is the easiest part was decorating it and the, another aspect of it is all uh, it's stuff that uh that i've you know had got signed myself it wasn't stuff that i particularly bought you know gotcha so uh, you so put like in I, I could you put like in that the work. jersey oh i got that signed by Sano back in pittsburgh you know you, you know back in you know when me and my brother ran into them but, so there's a lot of stories behind the items and that's what really makes it really cool too
1: that is so. Yeah, I read that on your site that there's a, a story behind pretty much every item that you have down there, and uh, boy, you have a lot of great stuff. And anybody that uh, ever gets a chance uh, to go out to Stu's house and go see the man cave, um, yeah, you should take the opportunity to uh, attend one of these events because it's they're incredible. So
2: yeah, I, got, I do have a website. It's uh, www.club400cubs.com. Okay. That's where you could find the uh, you could find pictures of past events, and that's how we sell our tickets for future events. And you know, um, if you ever want to go on there and take a look, and you can see this kind of the story behind it. We're going to add some video to it soon, and keep it updated as uh, as we go through.
1: Yeah, you. Uh, and also, if you'd like to donate, there's a, a little donate button on your on Club400Cubs.com. So
2: well, yeah, that's the thing that kind of I'm looking. You know, we're we're, we're a company now. Club400 is a 501c3. By the end of the year, we should have tax exemption, so that'll be great for donations. But the 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 only problem is with these parties is Club 400 really doesn't have a bank. You know, Uh, we don't have any money in our bank. So basically, what happens is is I put out all the money, and then at the end at the end of the charity event, I just take out our expenses. But it would be nice to have our own little have some money in the bank, so we're not always at zero. Yeah. I think most
1: people feel that way, Stuart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I really appreciate what you do. Um, This this particular interview will also end up as an article for Bleed Cubby Blue. So uh, look for that within the next uh, few days or weeks – or not weeks, but uh, within the week, I would say. But uh, thanks for coming on, man, and I really appreciate what you do – uh, anything to add before we sign off here?
2: No, I'm just excited, just like all the Cub fans out there, that we came out of the All Star break uh, six in a row, and like I can't believe we're only one game out of first place after being five and a half.
1: Yeah, well, you knew the Brewers would take it down.
2: You yeah, know. I knew that would eventually. I just didn't think they were going to fall apart that quickly. You know, it ha- it I mean, happens fast. A five and a half game, a five and a half game lead is pretty quick. I can't believe it's down to one in such a short period of time, but. Yeah. I think the Cubs just come out looking like a different team. You know, they're starting to hit the ball. They're starting – everything's – you know, I, was, I think that trade really just revitalized, you know, in the, in the break. These guys going home and saying, what the heck's going on, man? You know, we've got to shape, shape up because they're just way too good of a ball club to be playing as crappy as they were.
1: Well, you know, here on Sunranto, we've been uh, pounding the table, say, uh, all the way up through June through All-Star voting to send the boys home. Send them home to put the feet up and watch TV. So they could come back out swinging. And that's exactly what's happening. And they look like the 2016 Cubs all of a sudden. So I'll take it. Whatever way it happens, I just want to get back and win another World Series, you know?
2: It's all about getting to the playoffs. And You know, what was that Cardinal team a few years ago where they barely got in the playoffs and they won the World Series? I I think it was in 2009 or something. I don't remember. But I'm sure you remember they were sputtering into the – they barely got into the playoffs and then they won the whole thing. and. I, I think, you know, as you know, all you need to do is get to the playoffs and if you, the hottest team usually wins, you know, Yeah, so. then,
1: then you got to make the magic happen. So, exactly. our, well, thanks for coming on. And, uh, we'll definitely keep everybody abreast as to, uh, goings on out at club 400 and, uh, and Stuart, Stuart, um, you just do a great job. I really, I'm, I'm very proud to know you and, uh, I think I might cry. <laughs>
2: Just uh, kidding. Hey, I'm glad you came out, Danny. And mm-hmm. I was, I've always, I, you know, I've, you know, invited you out for my brother's birthday party because I'm like, because, hey, I've heard your stuff, man. And I'm like, this guy's super talented, man. And, uh, you know, I was like, I gotta get this guy a part of Club 400. So, in my, my opinion, in my mind, you are a part of Club 400. You're always welcome out here. And it was nice meeting your girlfriend when you came out over here on Tuesday night. And uh, look forward to having. Beer with you at Wrigley Field soon, man.
1: Hell yeah, man! Always. I'm. You know where to find me. I'm always out there. So,
2: exactly. You're in the bleachers with the old style. Well, they don't. Have, they have old style in the bleachers anymore.
1: Nah, no? they got. They. It's hard to find old style anymore, but. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm always there. I'd, I'd like to sit in different places The I'm, I'm too fair skinned for the bleachers these days and I, and my back hurts. So I need a back on my chair. So I, uh, so I, just, I tend to sell my bleacher and go, go sit somewhere else or scan into the bleacher and go sit somewhere else, you know?
2: Well, that's how I was back in the day. That's all I sat was in the bleachers. And now I just, I got to the point where, man, I don't want to get in there an hour and a half early, sit in the sun and melt, you know, I'll just, I want to get in five minutes before game time, you know, hang out at the bar and, you know, I just don't, you know, once in a while I'll go in the bleachers, but not often, you know, I, I mean, I guess that's part of getting old, 43 years old.
1: Yep. I am exactly the same age as you, sir. (laughs) So I know exact. I know all about the feelings of 43. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah.
2: Maybe uh, I'll be at the John Baker party I'll see you, see you there and maybe I'll just bring the t-shirts there. We can do something, whatever you want to do, Danny, but I, I appreciate you and, uh, I I'll, think I'll keep listening to the podcast, and
1: I think that's a great idea. That we'll have some uh, Club Four Hundred T-shirts available there that day, and maybe we can raffle them. Maybe we can raffle, put, put put them up for a raffle.
2: Yeah, we can yeah. do something fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, but uh, uh, I like to hang out with the listeners and uh, celebrate John Baker Day. I think that was a genius idea. I don't, I'm, so, I'm mad I didn't think of it.
1: Well, it's It, it, all, it all. I was at that game. Uh, and, um, I had a very interesting night. I got, uh, su- sufficiently drunk and, uh, I went out for a cigarette and I, I, I couldn't get back in to the stadium because they closed, uh, Captain Morgan's club and I didn't know. And so I, I tried to get back in and I couldn't, I ended up watching the rest of the game at the dugout. And we, this was like in the 12th or 13th. They went to the dugout bar. And so the next morning, I woke up super hungover, and I wrote that song. We talked about the, uh, how intoxicants can tend to inspire. Well, I was still drunk from the night before. And I wrote the song uh, the night the backup catcher got the win. And uh, John Baker heard it, said, hey, I dig this song. And I was talking with Corey Finnerin of Ivy Envy. And uh, Eureka, let's throw a John Baker day. We didn't expect him to come. Then I said, Hey, let's invite him. So we invited him and he came. And now it's a thing where we raise money for charity. So, uh, you know, in many ways I completely understand how the process of these things work, that all of a sudden you end up doing something, uh, just because you had one small idea and you saw it through, you know? Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, the whole thing with club 1 too, man. Is I, I was like, I, I feel honored. I'm able to do it. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I'm so grateful that this has happened that I, you know, the best thing at the end of the day is handing out checks. You know, I know when you send your checks in the mail, you may feel you feel good. You know, and we're gonna have the Logan Valley family out here, and we're gonna write them a nice check. You know, and that's what it's all about, man. And hopefully, this check's gonna relieve them some some of their problems, or or make some problems go away. Or you know, but so that's the best part. You know, and I'm just uh, I'm really honored to be able to do it more than anything. And uh, it's it's I'm, I'm so lucky man i mean how many people get the world series trophy at their house you know <laughs> not I, too many I, I tell you what i don't take anything for granted what's happened to me you know some people come down here and say you know oh this guy's rich guy I, trust me i'm not rich you know some people i you know i've invested them you know my dream is is down in my basement some people have a boat some people have a house some people have a condo in florida whatever you know, I was like, I just want to build the best place to drink beer and watch Cub games. <laughs> I'm going to build it in my basement. It's going to be Cubs themed. Little that I know, you know, three years later or whatever, we raised over $210,000 for charity. So I'm extremely grateful for everything that's happened. And I just want to keep doing more and, and, and keep having fun because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about.
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the Sun Ranto Show. I guess we'll we'll wind it down here. And uh, as always, um, Spagog.
0: It looked bad for the Cubs. We were down 3-1. to one. But this year was our year. Took a long time to come. Took game five at Wrigley. Headed back to Cleveland. Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down The championship, what Hayward said In the locker room gave you the strength to play on Now we're there and we've only just begun Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come Top of the 10th, the Cubbies scored two runs Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come No more Billy Goat curses or blaming Bartman Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down The championship, what Haywood said in the locker room gave you the strength to play on oh, now we're there and we've only just begun cause this year was our year took a long time to come and we've only just begun cause next year is our year we don't own